down to is Kyrie Irving. When you talk about him being his team, it's not the Boston Celtics. It's Danny Ainge's team. It's Brad Stevens' team. People are talking like we won't still have Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, and Marcus Smart. And don't forget about Al Horford, Gordon Hayward, Brad Stevens, and Danny Ainge. Welcome to the Celtic Center. You've entered the Celtic Center with Adam, Wayne, and Brittany. It's been a crazy few days with the start of free agency. We've picked up Kemba. You guys heard my takes on Kemba and what he can do good and what he can do bad. But since then, we went and got ourselves not one, not two, but three new centers. Guys, how are you feeling about Cantor? Let's start with Cantor. I'm glad we got Cantor. I wanted Cantor. At least he can get rebounds, and we need that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's weak at defending when he's being posted up. I put out some stats about him earlier. I've done a little bit of digging. He's that actually is- quite a good defender for jump shooters. They have to change their shot when he closes out on them. Which is something. Oh, sorry. Go on, Wayne. No, it's because he's six eleven and he's quick on his feet, and he could get to the perimeter or defend. Like when it comes to that, that that you know that mid range shot, he defends it well. He does. He does struggle, like you said, on on regular like on ball defense. That's just not his thing. But defending the shot, he affects it. And if you pull up those percentages and you talk about those percentages, it explains why. But here's the reason why I like Cantor. If y'all remember, before we had this this particular podcast, I was screaming for us to pick up Canner last season to make this playoff run when he was going through his little, I don't want to be in wherever he was, OKC at the time, blah, 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 blah. And he ended up getting shipped out to, uh, to Portland, which helped them big time when Wissename went down and got hurt. If you don't remember, he was playing injured as well. He had some issues. but. He helped them consistently. Let me tell you why I love the Canner piece. I don't love him because he's on the Celtics. I'm gonna tell you why I love him as 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 he joins this this squad. It's his ability to get second chance points. That does, that does not mean he offensive rebounds easily. But if you want to talk about putbacks, you don't have to worry about him missing at the rim like Aaron Baines. Not taking a shot at Aaron Baines or any of our other bigs. But they just couldn't tip the ball back in. It just never went their way. He finishes at the rim. He is a finisher at the rim. That is huge for a team that likes to shoot the ball. That's huge. Defensive rebounding, probably one of the best. I think he was, I forgot what the stats was, but he had, he hit back pretty like this. He was a walking double-double. Walking double-double. Matter of fact, I have, if I'm not mistaken, I think I, I, I got some stats on, on Canner and, and, and as far as when it came to him. Um, here's his strengths. Ready? Rebounding. Walking double-double. Talked about that already. He averaged 12.3 rebounds per 36 minutes over seven seasons. So seven seasons, he was grabbing that those many boards over a 36-minute 30, uh, uh, period. Uh, his finishing ability. He is finishing at 65% within three feet of the rim. He is shooting, I'll, I'll say it again, he's scoring, not shooting. He's scoring 65%. That is uh, that is 35% from 100%, which means on a better team, it, it, it might go higher if he gets the opportunities that we don't make our, you know, we don't make those shots. Um, another thing, he's shooting 40, uh, 40% 
uh, from the three from three feet to sixteen feet out. So he has a little mid range game. He's shooting forty percent. I I just his size, which you talked about defensively, helps affect shot. People don't want to talk about that. He's not as good as Al Horford, but his size will matter. Um, and here's the biggest scoop. Ready? Free throw percentage. He gets to the mother sucking line. All right. He is, <laughs> and not only does he get to the line. He is finishing. He is shooting 78% at the free throw line. He gets to the line 4.4 attempts per 36 minutes. Listen, that was more than any Celtic player from last season. I, I'll say it again so that the, the listeners can hear it. I know y'all hear me. That is more than any Celtic player from last season. That's more than Kyrie Irving. That's more than Jason Tatum. We just could not get fouled. No, we can't. I mean, I've been saying that all through the year. We need to be drawing, especially guys like Tatum, dude. They need to be drawing more fouls. I think Cantor's going to bring nice offense as well as his... His defense isn't as bad as what everybody makes it out. It's not great by any means, and he's going to get bodied when he goes up against guys like Griffin or Drummond. But yeah. that's not what you have him for, right? He's an above-average rim runner that can, like you say, he can attack on the offensive boards... He's good at pulling down rebounds. We don't have to rebound by committee as much, which is going to let guys like Kemba, Jay, and Jason. Bring up and go. Yeah, and start and get on the break, dude. You're going to see a lot more transition basketball this year, I think. Oh, it's going to be more exciting Celtics basketball. Fast pace, up the court, outlet passes. What if his out... I don't know what his outlet passing is like. What if it's, it's... it, it, it's something that it's a hidden gem that we don't know about. You know what I'm saying? Grabbing that rebound, Kimba down the court, uh, Tatum da- Brown down the court, Tatum down the court. Man, I saw a video on Jalen Brown today. Okay, I saw a video on Jalen Brown today, and let me tell you something. He was going full court mode, right? Not practicing the three point shot. He was practicing a side step back shot mid-range and i mean making it i think one of them was from the three i I was like if he consistently figures out how to you he's and he's he's listen Jalen brown's on a contract year i'm just excited guys don't get don't don't shut me up whenever you want i'm just super excited Jalen brown's on a contract year and he knows that without that one particular player in his way anymore he is going to ball all the way out. Jalen Brown has to be in that starting lineup. There's no more coming off the bench for Jalen Brown. We'll talk about that later, but he is going to be an exciting piece to watch in his fourth year in this Brad Stevens program. Well, the fourth year is typically the year a player takes a big jump. Woo! Coincides with the fact that they're on a fucking contract year, but it's usually the way it works. As far as development, correct? Yeah, I mean, the fourth year is usually when you see the biggest step in their development. So can I ask you guys a question? What, what, in what step do you want Jalen Brown to develop? And what direction? And what direction do you think in this fourth year is Jalen Brown going to develop the most? We already watched him improve his three point shot. Correct. I want to uh, see defensive I, rotations. If you watch film on Jalen Brown, okay. he gets lost a lot when the switches. So if a team's switching up a lot, so especially when you're playing like Golden State or any team that uses ball movement as an offense, like, you know, heavily predicated on ball movement, Jalen Brown gets lost. 
We saw it when Mook got pissed off. Do you remember when Mook was telling him for fucking up? Oh, and that's why, and that's why they got to the argument with the shoving man. Yeah, because he missed his rotation. It happens a lot oh. with Jalen. I mean, he's a capable defender. He's fast. He's long. He's strong. He's athletic. But he does lose his man. For me, that's the biggest step defensively he can take is to really lock down on those rotations and get to grips with switching. Britt, what, what do you, you think? Yeah, like, like- I would agree with you. It's the same thing. His defense, he's got to get better. I think that he's working on what he needs to, like Wayne said, with his shots and everything. That's great. But if he's getting lost, then it's not helpful. He's just going to have a really good shot and be lost on the other side of the court. Yeah, that's yeah, going to cost him, dude. Money-wise, that's not going to do great. It's going to cost him money-wise. It may cost him playing time unless he's efficiently, like, consistently hitting the shots. Like, you know what I'm saying? I think I think what I would like to see, um, along with, with the defense, is his confidence boost. Um, and you know that comes along with, with making shots. We watched Jalen Brown in, in the last third of, of, of the 2019, the, the season, 2019 season, 2018-2019 season, we watched his confidence rise, right? He took more, uh, 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 I would say they were more high percentage but difficult shots that only he knew he could make. Like those little floaters and, 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 and the inside, you know, with the finesse around the rim. He, he's been trying to, to knock those down because we forget that Jalen Brown six seven six eight right, so he's able to to have some reach over and height and, and his jumping ability, his athleticism. He's able to have that over certain players. So if his confidence rises, it's gonna make him play better defense, guys. Like once he hits those shots, like you know, you if you're missing shots, man, you're gonna be like in freaking La La Land. Oh man, ah oh, oh, man, ah oh, man, I missed again. All right, all right, all right. Instead of like you know getting back. Not getting lost in the rotations. I would love to see the numbers um, when they play Golden State because I felt like that was the one team we played fairly well every time we played them. Like every time. I'm not saying he didn't get lost. I'm just. I just feel like we consistently play them great compared to other teams where the ball moves and and maybe they he doesn't expect it to move uh, the way it does. And it wasn't just Brown. Tatum got lost too. Not you know, it, it, we all they all were getting lost on defense uh, when it came to ball movement. I, I hope that's what Brad is working on as we speak. You know, once camp starts and stuff like that. So they're fucking better, dude. I mean, for talking about Jalen Brown hitting shots that were high percentage but difficult. How about this? He ranked fifty seventh in the league for made jumpers with a hand in his face, so guarded jump shots. I mean that's damn good, man. I, I fifty-seven out of all the players in the league. Jeez, I I didn't know that. Uh, I, 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 and and I I would get a little like like ang- I would get a little upset when he would take those shots, right? Because he's being guarded. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, I guess one of the areas that I feel like Brown needs to improvement is is as uh uh maybe ball control, like not turning the shit over. Like, like, you know, him and Tatum have a tendency of dr- over dribbling and that's just not their strength. Um, and maybe that helps with having Kimba and, and, and the movement of the ball and being able to just touch the ball, pass it out. Or if they, that they have the shot, take the shot, or if they have the one-on-one, take the matchup, like take, take the, uh, take the lane. I'm thinking that's what will happen this, this year. I'm hoping, um, due to spacing on the floor. Um, but that that was a one of one of the areas the turnovers were killing. 
Like you, we were going to run, turn the ball over. Next thing you know, it transcended the other team. And then once that other team went on a run, we just couldn't figure it out. Like to me, that was chemistry, game. though, right? I mean, the year before really? that happened to the Celtics all the time. Um, you know, they turn the ball over, they go down, go down big sometimes, but they would yeah, okay. a unit, dude. They fought together, they fought for each other, they clawed a lot of those games back to turn them into W's. I agree. I this agree. year, there was the, chemistry. Yeah, and I have this argument with people all the time on social media. Chemistry is a huge factor in team success. It doesn't matter. Talent, look, you can be the most talented team in the world. If you guys don't play together on the court as a team, you're never going to get far. It happened this year, which is a big reason why I don't think the Celtics picked up Boogie because, or Boogie, however you want to say the name, because, you know... We've just got out of a bad relationship with Kyrie. We don't want to go and jump into another bad relationship with him, you know? I see. I, I got I got a I got a, a catch twenty two theory on that, but it's funny because Brent and I were talking about that. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that would suck to go back into a, a, a another thing. But here's the thing: if, if since you mentioned Boogie, like it's a low risk, it's a low risk reward that you take out on Boogie, right? He's got to play for the vet minimum. No one, according to Woj, he's not going to get the 12 to 18 mil. And on top of that, he won't get the mid-level exception because he's coming off the injury. So he's going to have to take the vet minimum. So if Boston wanted to kick him two, three million dollars, which I don't know why he would take because he could probably make six with Golden State. But if he's really trying to prove himself on a team, you have to factor in the, the like, you have to say, all right, this dude's 20, 29, 30. He has to be mature enough by now, right? Or he's going to, like, like you're, 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 you're hoping. But if he's not, how hard is it to move a $2 million contract for a team that's contending uh, for, for an, uh, a former all-star center or power forward, whatever he plays? I mean, so, just to jump in here on the he's nearly 30, he's got to be mature enough now. Haven't we all been saying that about Dwight Howard since forever? Exactly. You want to get yeah, yourself... But- the yeah, they're, no, they're different, man. They're not, like, this, this is like you. This is different. like you. Yeah, they're you're in a relationship with a girl. She gone yeah. fuck with your best friend. You meet no, her. Sir. Now you get in with the next girl. You're like, yo, this girl's different. This girl. No. But you get with her, they're, then she go fuck with your best friend again. I mean, that best friend's a dick, but they're, they're two different personalities. The White Howard's a bitch. Boogie's not. <laughs> Boogie's gonna. Boogie's gonna fuck you up. Like that's what you're going. You come at him wrong, he will be suspended for 10 games. Dwight Howard would, like, kind of, like, egg it on or whatever. He's, like, the instigator. And then as soon as the fight starts, he walk away and your teammate gets suspended for 10 games. That's a bitch move. So, no, no kind of women <laughs> bitches, but that's what that is. So, Dwight, oh, so it's, it's totally different. Like, and I, I will never understand the Dwight Howard situation. You went from being Superman, like, to, like, like, Worse than Clark Kent. Like, I don't understand. Like, I, I would never understand that. But he never, he just, he just never got over being much. He just never got matured. Whereas Boogie, like, Boogie's better than Dwight Howard. I'm call it like it is. He's better skilled. He shoots the three. He can rebound. He can do everything Dwight Howard did, but better. The only thing hindering Boogie right now, it's not his attitude. It's the fact that he can't stay healthy. And he was a massive net negative while on the court on defense this year. Massive, bro. Not, that's never been him. Not, 
not in not in Sacramento, not in New Orleans. Yeah, but Brad's like, a defense first coach. So you can't okay. bring in a guy that's such a net negative, like a huge net negative, and then say go and play for one of the best defensive coaches in the league. Because Brad Stevens is going to be like, what the fuck? I don't, I don't know, bro. It's like, he is he going to start? Possibly. What are you going to use him for? Uh, coming off of that, coming off of what did he, what did he tear his uh, Achilles? I don't know what he tore again. Quad. Quad. Sorry, thank you, man. You on it? Coming off that quad injury. Are we going to use him on the defensive? He already was rotating off the bench. So why? Shit, you put Gordon Hayward and Jalen Brown on the bench. Why not put his ass on the bench? Let him deal with the scrubs that come in the game so he builds his strength back up. He can over-dominate them. That's one position where you don't have to worry about, like, like bench depth. Uh, yeah, yeah, right, right. So it's like you grab him. You put him in the rotation on, on, the, on the... Can you imagine? Just imagine. Close your eyes and imagine Marcus Smart and Boogie on the floor. Have you fell asleep? Are you still with us? What's going on? He's just fantasizing about how they would fight everyone. <laughs> I, I mean, it would be like... It's a logic to go by, I suppose. I don't know. I don't know. Add Luke into that mix, and all of a sudden, you got yourself. Oh a- my gosh, yo! It's like a, a tag, <laughs> triple, triple team WWF, not E. WWF, like uh, tag three, triple threat. Who it's remembers like, oh, that basketball where you played it on uh, pure trampolines and you could tackle like American football? That's some English shit. Like that. No, that was American, that dude. It was only oh, in America. My bad. My bad. I don't remember that. It does sound American. It sounds like some gladiator stuff. That team would would kill it, dude. I mean, you've got three fighters. That second unit's never letting you fall too far behind. Not for a lack of trying, anyway. The only problem I have with it is, does bringing in Boogie kind of, one, make bringing in Poirier like a nullified reason? Like, we've just gave money to give money at that point. And then two, what about, you know, guys like Grant Williams that want to develop? So it's, it's when you draft, here, let me ask you a question. We didn't draft high, right? So we drafted mid-round, right? So do you expect those guys to get much playing time at the mid-round position in their rookie year? No. No, that's true. That's true. Right. So, so it's like you, you want them to develop. I don't, here, I don't want them to turn into a Yahoo or a Simi. Like, I, I, I want them to end up in the run. I felt like Brad drafted for the future, and he is picking players to plug in when player contracts expire. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like I see like, Langford getting minutes straight off the bat. I think Romeo I, Langford's going to contribute from the beginning. Maybe Grant Williams as well. Depending on how fast he heals from the hand surgery, right? Depend, that, 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 that depends. I want to see him. Carson Edwards is another one. He's a, a, a scoring two guard, right? So it's like a point guard. Look, I, I got it. We drafted a wing uh, or a power forward. I guess that's what Grant Williams is. We drafted. And that's why, as much as I want to bring back Morris, I don't know if they bring him back um, only because you drafted Grant Williams. He doesn't. He's not a Marcus. He hasn't, you know, we don't know. He's definitely a good, well-versed, uh, talk human being. He says the right things, and he plays 
hard, right? He's going to give you that. But uh, like, is he gonna outwork Simi? Is he gonna outwork Yabu? Nah. I know he has a highlight uh summer league series though. It's gonna be something to talk about. So I from 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 the draft perspective, I love the draft. We didn't draft stars. We draft diamonds. I would say diamonds in the rough players that will fit a, a Brad system. See, the Kyrie situation, I was all in. Okay, because we were you we were getting a probably a the top two point guard in the league, and all the team had to do was buy in, which they did. We watched it. Gordon Hayward's injury kind of put a halt to that. Then Kyrie decided to say, hey, man, I'm going to get my knee fixed and, and, and whatever, whatever. You young guys do what y'all going to do, and we're going to come back next season. And then the young guys did exactly what they they, they did. They, they, they went. They, they fought. They to Game 7, the Eastern Conference Finals, against the greatest player, right? And they lost, okay? Now, when they came back, I mean, we already know what happened. We watched it last year. Um, watch the, the situation like just like just destruct right in front of our eyes. Not one of us fans, even though we knew what was going on, could grasp the concept that Kyrie didn't fit anymore. That's what it was, and we didn't want to grasp that because Kyrie is this. Every time he hit an amazing shot, what did we we did we say? Oh, get this motherfucker off the team! Absolutely not. We actually because. He did miraculous things, right? Man, fuck Kyrie. I ain't bigging hey, up that motherfucker for you, nothing. Hey, man, you, you can say whatever you want. All I know is he's the reason why we won, We were where we were. And, and, and yeah, we he's the reason why, did. because apparently that motherfucker knew he was leaving the team already. Didn't nah, put in no effort because he's some little bitch. I'd slap hey. that man from here to kingdom come. I'm about three inches taller than that motherfucker. If you go back, to the the interview that Kyrie did preseason, uh, before the season started, and said that he planned to sign um, uh, to Boston next season. The fans went sick. I don't think the fans paid attention to the first freaking part of that and that, that that thing of what he said. He said, "If you have me, that means a lot." I know the fans trashed Kyrie, and I'm not blaming the fans. It's just that at as the season progressed and Kyrie was wanted to was trying to lead this young wolf pack. That's what we were. They were all alpha male. It just did not work. They were not all in. They were not buying in on this dude being our leader. He done threw us under the bus. So yeah, fuck Kyrie. I got you. I'm with you. Point, <laughs> Great. What are you at? Where are you at with all of this? We've kind of tailed I- off Tuffy. Yeah, but I I agree with you, and I don't. Started trashing him until it became blatant that he was disengaged with playing on this team. But you're right. When he came back, everybody was that alpha. You had Terry Rozier, who came off his scary Terry playoff run. You had these kids that had never really... I bought the socks. I bought the socks. I bought the socks. Again with the damn socks. Had never had their own successes, and now that they had a taste of it, they didn't want to let it go. And Kyrie, mm-hmm. the person that he is, was supposed to be that leader. He was supposed to be the guy that could handle these personalities. He knew what he was mm-hmm. getting himself into from day one. That is exactly what he asked for. You can't ask to lead a team. I, dis- I, I disagree. I disagree. I don't but think when he. Play, 
when you say that you want to have your own team and you want to be the star player on your own team and you want to be that person, you can't have these kids running around acting you, like they're the you, ones that are supposed to have your job. Yeah, but You're then you can't say you want your own team and then go and sign yeah. to play with fucking KD. That's not your team. That's KD's team. Absolutely. I, but I don't care about that shit. I'm I do. About, as, I, I don't. I'm going to fuck about that. You can sign <laughs> wherever you want. You're a free agent. I cared about him when he was a Celtic. And I just want to address this for the last moment. I agree with you said up until the point to where you cannot lead people that don't want to be led. If, if, if I'm going to take this biblical. If God told Moses to lead my people to this land of milk and honey, right? And if the people decided not to get with Moses, then what was he supposed to do? Tell God, uh, you know what I'm saying? Kyrie is an introvert, right? He's weird, right? So he, some leaders just fall. That doesn't make them good. That doesn't make them bad. That just says, you know what? I'm going to fall back. Management is not doing a job. Coaching is not doing a job. And I, I just don't feel supported. Let me ask you this. If you don't feel supported on your job, like, how does it make you feel? That does not mean you're going to stop doing your job because you're probably not that type of person. But you, but you can't tell me it doesn't make you feel some type of way. Whereas Kyrie just don't work a regular job. So even though this is his job, he's probably like, yo, man, these cats not listening, yo. So I'm just going to fall back. And whatever happens, happens. Because now in my mind, and I'm, I, I'm going to compartmentalize and, and separate myself <laughs> Because I can't say certain things anymore. It hurts people's feelings, right? <laughs> and the cameras is always in my face, right? So I'm just going to fall back. And that's what he did. And and, and it probably led to Al Horford leaving because he knew Kyrie was out, right? And then number two, here's the thing. It's like, yo, um, I think Danny dropped the ball. And I think that influenced Kyrie to say, you know what? I, I already can't play with these guys. And if you don't give me somebody like an AD in here, I can't be on this team. And I will give Kyrie one half of a piece of a credit. So that's not even like, that's probably like a quarter, right? He waited until Danny Ainge signed Kemba Walker or he made his decision to sign that one, same deal with, with the Brooklyn Nets. He, he waited. So I felt like he was doing somebody a solid in this organization because he did care at one point. That's why he said what he said at the beginning of the season. And as the end of the season transgressed, it just wasn't the same. No, you said it. Uh, you said it, Adam. There was no team chemistry. Even when they won the games, there was no team chemistry. But it was weird because you would watch Kyrie cheer for the players on the side whenever they showed it. Like you, it was like, what is going on? Did Terry Rozier and him laughing and smiling and giggling and the pre warm ups? I don't know. Maybe it was scripted. With saying all that, guys, I'm moving forward. And Kimba is our guy, right? He, I won't say he's the the, the main player, but he is the all star. Um, and now we're going to watch these young boys develop into um superstar players. I believe with a guy like Kimba because Kimba a. Kimball can move the ball. Let's switch to Kimball now. We watch Kimball move that ball. That's one thing he could do. Can he play ISO ball? Absolutely. And it's blood. But he will move the ball a lot better than Kyrie. So that's a plus, plus, plus. He can finish like Kyrie. That's a plus, plus, plus. His three-point shot might not be as great, 
but it's still good. That's it's good. No, it's just as good. It's just not as clutch. That's the only difference, really. Oh, man, I love it when you teach me, teach me something, bro. I love it. I didn't His know stats that. I didn't... aren't that, are only like shades below on the free point. Okay. And remember, Kem- Kemba, for one, has not played with the same level of support in cast as Kyrie. Kemba has had to make them shots his damn self because no one can feed him the rock. When you're Kyrie Irving and you're having the ball fed to you by guys like LeBron James, one of the best passing bigs ever, you're going to hit higher percentage shots. You're going to get more open looks. So if Kemba's only a few shades below Kyrie in percentage, and we're talking like maximum 4% over the career, maybe 5 Okay. And yeah, I mean, yeah, Kyrie's more clutch. We get that. But Kyrie's played in more games where he needs to come up clutch. We haven't seen Kemba in a do-or-die situation on a team that can actually succeed yet. So I'm I'm holding judgment on that at the moment. But currently, Kyrie's more clutch. I wouldn't say he's, he's leaps and bounds better in certain aspects of the game. But in other aspects, I feel like Kemba coming into this team is going to make the team far more better and a far more cohesive unit than Kyrie ever could. I want Britt's opinion now. I I agree. I love the Kemba Walker signing. I didn't think it was going to happen, but by the grace of God, it happened. And like you said, he's just going to put on a better face, maybe, mm-hmm. for the organization itself. Mm-hmm. So that makes people want to play with him. He's a humble guy. He's got a lot to prove. Charlotte screwed him. Let's all be real. He got mm-hmm. bone over there. He, he made $58 million in eight years. So Terry mm-hmm. For his contract. That's sick. But when mm-hmm. you look at him, he finally made All-NBA last year. He wants to prove himself and he wants to win. He wants to be given the opportunity. That's what brought him to this team. He knows coming to Boston, you're going to be a contender regardless. Nobody's counting Boston out. Britt, I freaking love you. I, that, that, <laughs> that's I, a I declaration that was, right there. That was, that was uh, Oscar, uh, Emmy Award winning. That was perfect. Like, you said it. Listen, I'm a Kimball Walker fan. I'm a UConn fan. So I go back to Kimball playing at UConn. The boy, well, excuse me, the, the young man has been playing with a chip on his shoulder all of his mother freaking life. He's too small. He's this. He's that. His, he won the chip. He put UConn on his back. And won the championship. I mean, on his back. I mean, I he didn't get stuff hand-fed to him like Kyrie Irving, where he was the greatest player uh, uh, coming out of college, played one, well, didn't miss his last season, still got drafted first. Kemba Walker didn't get drafted first. And you're right. He was with Charlotte. He did not get paid. And then his ninth season, they still weren't going to – Michael Jordan still was not going to pay him max money. That's like middle finger to you. You gave Batum a bad deal. Uh, who else got bad deals on that? Rozier got a bad deal. Britain made a great point. Rozier's making in three years what Kemba made in eight. Eight years, fifty-eight million. You, I, I, I just don't think I don't. Maybe Jordan just doesn't want to see a point guard get more money than him. I don't know what it is, but Kemba, I, I, I get uh, whatever, whatever it is. It is what it is, and I'm glad it was what it was because I'm glad to have Kimball Walker back up north in the east. Guess what? It's used to the mother freaking weather. He knows it snows. He knows it gets cold. 
It ain't going to affect him because he's been here before. All right. So Kimball Walker coming in with his skill set, those strengths, um, the fact. And you were right, Adam. Like I was watching some film on him. Yo, they had to use double screens for him to get his shots. Like, like, wow. Yeah, that's called oh, yes. picking the picker. That is, that's the play type that they run a lot for Kemba. You set the screen, and as he comes off, you screen under the defender that follows that was defending the guy that got screened. Complicated. I'll put a video up, but. The one thing that you need to, we need to talk about that I feel isn't being discussed enough because everybody's counting this guy out this year is imagine what the tandem of Haywood and Kemba are going to be like. Because oh. to me, that is a match made in heaven. They're both really good at driving the lane, both really good passers, team first guys. I feel like I if, if we get Haywood back to uh, an all star level, People just, are really going to underestimate this team this year. I, I'm just praying that Hayward is at 90%. I don't even need a. I just need 90%. I Hayward. feel like this is going to be Hayward coming back, doing a Paul George. This is I, when I, we see I, the Hayward we paid big money to now, this year. Now, 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 here's the thing, Adam. I don't want us going into the season with those expectations because then we will trash Hayward, not us, but the fans will trash Hayward like they trash Kyrie. Yeah, I feel you there. I feel you there. We've gave him, he's had a long leash and he deserved it. And he went through a lot. But I do feel like we're coming to the end of that leash now where we expect something. I agree. What I would like to see from Hayward, though, is confidence, right? That's it. He he was getting to the lane. He uh, He was slow. On the defensive end, correct? Like he was slow at rotation. He was just slow all over, dude. Okay, that's what it was. All right, but we did see a little boost burst of him toward the end of the year, where we were like, "If that's Gordon Hayward, we are set." Right? It's just that the playoffs, they it's different when you're in a playoff matchup. They defended him well. Matchup just wasn't good for him. The Chris Middleton matchup, it just was bad, right? In that in that series. But I'm with you. I think, and I don't. I don't want to be over. Um, uh, what's the word? I just don't want. I don't want to. I don't want to put high expectations on Gordon Hayward. I just. I. I. I will. I will take us getting what we can get from Hayward and focus on everybody else. Only because it's like I just don't like. He is going to be compared. Be compared to Paul George. And I don't want that for him. I, I mean, want him it, to, it's logical though. You know. Like the break it was is. almost identical. It is. You're right. You know, though. similar I, I positions. Just, but what on a one-year deal. This is pretty exciting. I liked Brad Wanamaker. I don't know about anybody else. Just I like having him there and having that reliability around for an older guy. Thoughts? Yo, I, I love Brad Wanamaker. Um, I just hated that Ainge didn't play the motherfucker. Like it was like, yo, we got a guy who knows how to play point guard. He could get his shot off. And guess what he does? He passes the ball. So why not play him? I don't know. But comes off the bench. Um, he's also playing. This is like he he hasn't had a shot in the NBA in ninety-five years. He wants to play. Brad playing time. Perfect compliment to Kimba and Smart. I think this is it was definitely a good one year signing. Um I didn't think they were gonna bring him back. I thought he said a comment about not getting playing time, and I thought that might have hurt his chances. 
So I'm glad that he's back. Adam, to you. I like Wanamaker. He done well in the EuroLeague. I think when he was called upon to play this year, it's usually garbage time. But uh, there were certain points last year on the Celtics Pulse podcast where I was really, really calling for us to just take Rozier out the lineup, throw him into the G League and replace him with Wanamaker. Because I feel like he was a better option for us for the majority of last year. He's definitely played himself into a new contract. But what I do think is happening at the moment, if you look at these types of contracts, you know, with, with Tice, Cantor, now we've gone and done the same with Wanamaker, is we're really stacking up tradable contracts. Mm. You know, we've still got those draft pick tactics. We've got a few coming up. We don't have the treasure trove we used to, but we still have tradable draft picks. And now we also have tradable contracts, which alleviates the risk of needing to trade smart as well. Because originally Smart's contract was the most tradable one on the on the roster. Now we have three or four contracts we can kind of salary match with. So that's another aspect that you need to take into account. It does feel like Danny's loading up on assets, waiting for a player to become available that he can pull the trigger on. I, I, I'm with you. I, I, whenever we talk about tradable contracts, I just hate the word trade. Especially when you're trying to get used to it. <laughs> when you want to... You know, you want to settle in on who you got. You want to, you know, start digging and diving and researching who you got. But I I understand. It's a business. You're right. So now we no longer have to focus on, like, you know, trading the market smart contract. Um, We could trade. We got other plausible, you know, pieces that we can kind of move with draft picks. Um, Danny Ainge is a smart dude. Yeah, Pretty smart. Uh, You know, I give it to Angel. that's, That's one guy. I want my, you know, defending my dissertation or whatever it is I go through. Like, he's pretty good at will and the deal. Um, so you're right. I, I, I think this one at the moment. I mean, I'm okay with the cap. I understand it to a degree. Once we became hard cap from the sign and trade, my understanding has diminished. I need to do some research, which I will be doing. But depending on where we are in cap and salary wise, at the moment, it looks like our starting four is going to be Daniel Tice. Please, 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 please bring back Mook. So, I don't look at it like that. Um, I mean, you I should. I, I shouldn't because I don't know. I, I don't think you can start Tice over. And I know this isn't this. This should never happen. Um, but it's possible. Maybe, maybe, maybe Tatum starts at the four. I prefer that. I'm just going off like where they played last year. I mean, my ideal starting five with the roster as it's right now would be Kemba Walker, Jalen Brown, Gordon Hayward, Jason Tatum, Ennis Cantor. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. my I'm ideal wrong. starting five. Yeah, that that's what we, Brittany, Brittany and I have too. Like that, that's kind of like where we were. I know it's not like logical to have Tatum. But I, I and I and I was mentioning this earlier, yo. You put him at the four, he will get beat off of like I, I just can't imagine him dealing with guys like um uh uh who the guys I mentioned Ibaka and 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 Horford, <laughs> right? I think he can handle his own against the other the other fours in the East. The least. thing is, yeah, he's not going to handle it strength wise. But he's going to have a faster first step. He's got that step back pull up already in his locker. We've seen that. He's better be working on that. He wants to be Kobe so fucking bad. He needs that step back pull up. 
You know I what I'm saying? I hope you stay far away from Kobe this offseason as possible. I want him uh-huh. working out like, a, you know, guys like T-Mac and stuff. I heard, who was working out with T-Mac this year? Was it Brown? That was, was last it, was year. It, that was last year. Okay. Yeah. Okay. This year, Brown's been in France and shit, doing some crazy ass shit. Okay. I mean, I ain't mm. mad, but France is shit. If you've never been to France, don't go there. You'll be wasting your time. Unless it's the south <laughs> of France, it's nice there. I got you, bro. I got you. <laughs> There's your geography lesson you. for the day, which is going to lead us into Wayne's rant. Welcome, everybody, to Wayne's rants, rants, rants. Let's get it to us. Let's go. Listen, I know everybody pissed off at Kyrie Irving. He freaking knew all along he wanted to go to the Nets. He wanted to go home and play. Well, if he knew that, y'all motherfuckers should have knew that too. Because that's where he's from. He's from that area. So I'm not mad. This rant is not about Kyrie. Not because I like him. It's just not about him. Here's the rant, though. Right? I love Al Horford. I loved everything about him. I loved the signing at the time. I loved we was getting a big from from Atlanta that could stretch the D, hit the three, which he got better at when he came to Boston. His defense is superb, damn near like in the category of a KG, right? All right, now, here's what I don't like. I thought Al Horford opting out. We all thought Al Horford opting out was going to take this team-friendly deal because he believed not only in the Boston Celtics organization, he believed in uh, uh, Danny Ainge and making it possible, making something happen to where they're going to contend. For one second, Al probably hit, and I don't even think this was Al Horford, even though at the end of the day, he has to make the decision. His agent said, hey man, if Boston is only going to give you this, I can get you this here, 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 and here. Where do you want to go? And out of nowhere, Dallas, out of, uh, uh, what were the other teams? Golden, I don't know. Out of nowhere pops up the Philadelphia 76ers. Not considered a rival, but probably our rival. It's the one team we owned in the Eastern Conference. We owned them. They could not beat us. They beat us one game out of three or four last year. Out of four last year, they beat us once, right? I don't understand why Al would do that. That was almost a bitch move. That was almost a Britney's bitch move. That was a bitch move. Like, why would you sign to this rival team to play with a guy that we don't like all of a sudden and come back and try to put a stop in what the Boston Celtics is doing? Al Horford. I think I say this with all due respect. I love you. I love your sister, Anna. Uh, I, love, I love your pops. I love your younger brother and your other sister. But right now, this is a middle finger to Al Horford because you middle fingered the whole Celtics nation. And if the Celtics nation wants to give him a pass on this, you can get middle fingered too. That's it for Wayne's rant. Happy. <laughs> That was brilliant. That was my favorite Wayne's rant so far. Brittany, what did you... <laughs> I don't know. I kind of know how to end it, yo. <laughs> he just died at the end. Yeah, it. just like, thank... <laughs> happy. <laughs> right, no. anyway, we digress. Is there yeah. anything else anybody wants to cover? I don't know. I'm good. 
I think I think I'm good. I think things are looking up. I have positivity for the first time in months, so that's something. Is that for just for basketball or in life in general? Both, a little bit of both, but mostly because <laughs> of basketball. Damn, my life ain't that bleak. <laughs> <laughs> for the for, for the first time, I will say this for the first time, and I don't know if there's been an, and it's the first time, so it could have been another time, right? For the first time, I'm excited to watch summer league basketball. I watched it all last season, but for the first time, I'm like excited. So I want to see Taco Falls, dude. I I just want to see Taco. I just want to see Taco. The reports today were that the the coaches were impressed. So I'm saying to myself, I mean, I don't know how they. Press A, they freaking signed him right to a 10 day contract or some junk like that. I don't know. And then if they did not watch the U- the UCF versus the Duke game, this dude was handling Zion. Zion did body him once, but he was handling him. And if he did not get in foul trouble, Duke would have lost that game. I wish. Damn. If only we can go back in time. <laughs> right, guys, you've been in the Celtic Center. No. <laughs> we'll be we coming back look. next week with Wayne and Brit. We'll be having a new segment added where Brittany does something. We haven't decided what it'll be yet, but it'll be good. And we'll catch you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Uh huh.